Welcome. Welcome to Kingdom Connections with Pastor Luke. Very excited to be here today. It's one of the highlights of my week. When I was preparing for this earlier, I I was uh I was a little giddy because it's a subject that I really find interesting. Um, I'm not an expert in it. I'll preface that. I'm not an expert in anything um, that I'm going to talk about because I'm going to be talking about apologetics and and defending the gospel and things like that. I was never taught that this was important um, growing up. So um, God has really placed on my heart to just tell people that it's important to know how to defend your faith, at least at the level that you are able to understand. If um, if something gets too complicated, if something goes beyond your realm of understanding, just simply say, I don't know, and just simply stop and just believe what you want. Just keep on believing what you are believing. Um, and if there are limits to your knowledge, increase your knowledge, increase your wisdom. Ask God to help me to understand your word better and, and to be able to defend your word. Father God, I thank you and praise you today for being an awesome God. And I ask you, Lord, that you bless um, everyone who is listening and um, bless me as well as the person who's going to be um, speaking about this today. This is an important topic, Lord, as everything that's pertaining to your word. This is about defending you, Lord, where in a world where everyone is trying to deny you. So help us, Lord, to further understand your word and how we can apply it and be able to defend it and be the ones who can stand on solid ground that you have prepared for us. In your name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So what I'm going to be doing for a while is going through a bunch of different questions. Uh, I, I, I am a questions guy. I love to ask questions. I love to ask questions. Even when I'm doing my papers for school, um, I, I always want to title everything with a question because it, 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 it leads somewhere. Sometimes a statement it's not enough. A question has so many parts that you can draw from it. So the question that we're going to do for today is, does it really matter what I believe? Does it really matter if I believe in God? Does it matter if I don't believe in God? Does, is, it, is it okay for me to sort of kind of believe in parts of it and not all of it? Sh- should I care? Why should I care? That's a question that some people ask. And, and the people who are asking those questions are, are either atheists or people who might be on the fence or people who might just want to believe part of the Bible and not the entirety of it. They're, they're not sure. And really, there's something behind that question. And when you're asking, does it really matter? Does it, it, it does, it, and really, you're not asking, some people are not really asking that question. They're really Making a statement. It doesn't matter what I believe. You know, when I, when I die, I'm going to go into a hole in the ground and that's it. Nothing, there's, there really isn't life, life after death. There's no way for us to truly know that. And you're right. We don't know if there's life after death. But just to be sure, just in case, I'm going to believe Christ. Just in case. Just in case. Uh, but that's, that's another conversation, a deeper conversation. But do does it matter uh and and the 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 statement behind that also is there is no absolute truth to believe in 
does it really matter what I believe? No, because there's nothing really to believe in. There's nothing to believe in. We People love to live in the moment. They love to live for now. Unless you're depressed when you're living in the past or anxious living in the future. But people just love to live for the day. There's nothing out there beyond this life that I have to be concerned about. There's no reason for me to believe in this God or this Jesus because I can't see him. I can't feel him in my natural senses. So what's the point of believing something I can't touch and I can't see and I can't I can't hear? There's no absolute truth. I can make up my own truth. And I'm making up my own truth as I go along. Black is white. White is black. Down is up. Up is down. I could do whatever I want. It's my life. It's my life. But do we really want to live a life that's that careless? Are, are, are most people living a careless life? Some are. But do we want to live a careless life? No, a lot of people are not necessarily looking for truth. They're trying to find a way to be happy. What can I do in my life to make myself happy? And if anything is going to come and interrupt my happiness, I don't want it to be. I don't want to be a part of it. And that's you know with everyone, even Christians. But when people look at the Bible, they see the Bible as something, or I. Can, it's just a big rule book. Oh, you can't do this, and you can't do this, and you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. Yes, the Bible has a standard. But the Bible has a standard because it's meant to protect you. It's meant to protect you from the things that can cause destruction to your soul and to your body. A lot of people indulge themselves into things that destroys their body, destroys, destroys their life, destroys relationship. And it also has eternal ramifications, repercussions. Things are going to happen to them in the eternal state if they don't get those things right with the Lord. Most people, and I'm going to be saying most people, uh, I can't say all, but most people, are people who are non-believers, let me just say non-believers, non-believers, they, when they find truth and they're looking for truth, something that's true, what tends to happen is they look within inside themselves. They look inside. Where can I find my truth what make what is true for me what makes me tick what's it's like they're trying to find themselves what's what's wonderful about me that i can enhance how can i show forth my glory who am i no one is looking for truth outside themselves but everyone is looking for a truth inside themselves what's the problem with that you have to if you're looking for something uh, 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 the truth has to be the truth has to be somewhere, and there's so many things that are outside of us that are true, and a lot of the truth that happens outside of us are are are, are the things that allow us to be in existence. We have to look for things bigger than us. We have to get our minds out of ourselves and not be so self-centered and self-focused and to open up our eyes and realize that this world is much bigger than me. This world is much bigger than you. It's huge. Why wouldn't I want to discover the mysteries of it and figure out how it ticks? Why would I want not want to know this world is beautiful? Where did it come from? How did it start? How was it created? Because it was created. There's no big boom. 
It was creative. How is it? The most important question, who created it? Who created this world? But in order for us to do that, we have to get outside of ourselves. And we're trying to believe in just me. I believe in me. I believe in just me and doing things my own way because I, I, I can't trust nobody else because everybody else is dumb and everybody else is stupid. I can't, I, I can't handle anybody else but me. But that's not how we were designed to live. We're not designed to live for ourselves only. God has created us to be a vessel for him to use for, for to give him glory and to, and to love everyone else. And then when those things are happening, we reap the benefits. And there's much benefit from giving to him and giving to others. It comes back to us even more than we can give. Even more than we can give. But when we're believing, there's two ways to think about it. And, and I thought this was interesting. When people believe in the world, they believe um, that it's in the, it's in the act of believing. It's the act of it. So if you if you're thinking about just the act of believing, you can believe in anything you want. As long as you believe in something, that's okay. You just you're just thinking about belief itself. But the most important thing is not the act of belief, not the doing of it, but it is what you are believing. Where are you placing your belief? And what are you getting your belief? What are you trusting? What are you resting in? Where is, where is this belief going? And here is a, um, a quote from this guy named uh, William James. I don't know too much about him, but he's a, he's a person who doesn't, he doesn't believe uh, in what we believe in Christ. But he says, and this is a dangerous statement. Be not afraid of life, which is true. Don't be afraid of life. Believe that life is worth living and your belief will help create the fact, end quote. So what William James is saying is, don't be afraid of life. Just just live it to the fullest, live it to the fullest. And as you're living to the fullest, these things will create the facts that you need to be able to live the life that you want to live. So he's saying the facts about your life just miraculously appear out of nowhere, unique and special to you. As long as you keep living your life to, to the fullest. But when you hear living your life to the fullest, I tend to think foolishness. I tend to think people will go out and do extra partying and extra drinking and, and make it and having life, life threatening um, risk taking. I think of those things personally. But he's saying that everyone has their own fact and their own truth that's unique to them. All they have to do is live their life. But can a fact be created? Can you create a fact? Can you answer that? Can you create a fact? Or are facts already there? And you just happen to discover them. You can't create a fact. A fact is a fact. A fact was there before creation. A fact was there when something was created. For a fact, this is a mouse. This has been a mouse since its creation. 
and it will continue to be a mouse until it doesn't work anymore. That is a fact. That is not a fact that I created. That's a fact that was created by the, the manufacturer of this. Whoever has created this device created the, the, the created its, its fact. But what happens is when people live their life and, and uh, they, they look at something that is already an established fact and has an established use and they come and change it because they don't like it. Because it doesn't make them feel comfortable because it doesn't fit. But this is, in fact, a mouse. It cannot be used for anything else. This is a mouse. And it's used to point your little arrow all over your screen. I can't come and change this and hope it's something else because I don't like it. Or I can't make this purple if I concentrate hard enough and believe hard enough. I can't make this purple. The fact of the matter is that it's a mixture, a two-tone of um, of gray and dark gray. Dark gray and light gray. This is, in fact, a mouse and nothing else. Truth. I'll stop right here for a second. What I'm going to be doing in Kingdom Connection is going to be technical. It's not going to be the flowery, motivational message. It's going to be a little bit motivational that I'm used to giving. I'm going to do that on Sunday. But sometimes we need to break things down and and get practical and, and, and think like this sometimes. We have to talk about truth because truth is constantly being challenged. And the truth is being changed. It's being warped and manipulated and changed. And the, and the change is being forced upon other people who don't who see who sees truth in its factual state and knows that it cannot change based upon popular opinion. So truth is independent of belief. Regardless if I believe it or not, doesn't change the fact that it's true. Whatever the truth is. It doesn't matter if I believe it or not. If I look at this pen right here that I'm holding in my hand, I look at the pen and it's full of ink. Full of ink. And if I believe that it won't write, I can believe it all I want. But it's, going, it's not going to change the fact that it's going to write because it has ink in it. The evidence that it's going to write is right here in the ink. So regardless if I believe or not, it's truth is still truth. Truth means faith. What do you have your faith in? Where is your faith? What are you putting your faith in? Faith is only as good as what you put it in. Faith is only as good as what you put it in. If you put your faith in God, that is the ultimate thing you can put your faith in. And that's fantastic. You put your faith in Christ, I should say. Believe on Christ and what he died. 
and how why he died and how, why he was resurrected. Put your put your faith in 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 Christ, knowing that He is the Son of God and that He is God. He's not some prophet on the side. He's God. He's God. So, I have some scripture now. You got to bring it to the Bible. Question is, does it really matter what I believe? Remember that. Does it really matter what I believe? A short answer, yes. Because your belief leads you somewhere. It leads you somewhere. What I believe in, what I trust in, I follow. I follow what I believe in. If I have a, if I have a, my, one of my mentors is Miles Monroe. I love Miles Monroe. I don't really have, I don't really have a, um, a, a pastor or mentor now, um, but reading his books, uh, fantastic, fantastic. I believe in the things that he's saying related to the word of God. So I trust him and I follow him and I believe in him. I believe that what he's going to teach is going to positively influence my life. I know it's going to change my life because it already has. I'm, I keep looking over to my right because I'm looking at the book that I, <laughs> that I just finished reading. Fantastic book about leadership. And it has transformed me and changed me. I believe that. In the scripture, John eight twenty four, it says, I told you that you would die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Faith is going to lead you somewhere. If you believe that Christ is the I am, the great I am, the one who was there before the earth was formed, if you believe in him and what he stands for and what he has done for you and you repent of your sins, that means that you're going to be with him forever. You're going to be with him forever. But if you don't, it's going to lead you into the path of internal destruction. Uh, and, and, and you're going to be dying in your sins. I told you that you would die in your sin. Unless you believe, you're going to die in your sin. Unless you believe, you're, you're, you are still identified as an unclean. You still identify with the adversary. You're either on his side or you're on the Lord's side. There's no in-between. There's no in-between. John 3.36 says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God remains on him. So when we are born and, and when we come into the age of accountability, when we know right from wrong, we have already been, um, the wrath of God is already on us. Because from, let's say, let's point out, let's guess like um, the age of accountability is 10. So a kid grows up to be 10, at, at the age of 10, they know right from wrong, they know what the sin is, what the sin is not. If that 10-year-old who knows right from wrong does not repent in the, in the capacity that he knows, the wrath of God is on him. And then what that sin would do in his life or her life will, will just continuously increase and increase and increase. We are marked for death, eternal death, until we repent.
Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. That's where your faith and your belief is going to lead you. It's going to lead you to eternal life. It's going to lead you there. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life. You're not, if you don't obey the fact that you have to repent, you're not going to live with him forever. It's, it's, not, it's not difficult. A lot of people don't believe it or don't want to believe it. It's because they, want, they love their sin. Bottom line, they love their sin more than they love God. They, they, want, they want to smoke, or, or smoke and destroy their body. They want to drink in excess. They want to be promiscuous. They want to have multiple partners. They, they want to lie, cheat, and steal. They want to, dist- uh, to kill. and They want to do these things because they love it. They love it. They love it. And they don't want anyone to tell them that they can't do something. Little did they know they are under control of the sin. They're under control. They have no freedom. They're under bondage. And because of that, the wrath of God is on them. But he has given us a way for the wrath to be removed from us. And I have a quote from Josh McDowell. He says, Thus, Quote, thus, the stress of the scripture is not so much on the act of belief as on the object of belief. What is emphasized is not so much the one trusting, but rather the one trusted. So it's not about us. It's not about us. In conclusion, from that whole quote, it's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's not about us, but Jesus. It's, it's, it's not about uh, us, us, us trusting in things. and tr- No, it's about who we're put, placing our belief and who we're placing our, our trust in. Scripture, John 14, 6 says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. We're not going to see the Father unless we go through Jesus. And going through Jesus means simply just means believing in Him. If we believed in Him, we've gone through Him. So we're going to see the Father. If you truly have had a repentant heart, you would never be snatched out of His hand. Some people say, well, you can lose your salvation. If you lose your salvation, you never had it. A gift that God gives and that we accept is ours. If we truly have been transformed and cleaned in our hearts, we will continuously be saved. Does it mean that we won't sin? No, we're going to sin. We are going to sin. But sin, but our sin is not going to be the same. We don't identify with the sin. Where we, um, um, that the sin won't feel the same as pleasurable to, to us because now we have the Holy Spirit who grieves us every time we do it. So, does it really matter what I believe? Yes. Because it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There are people who think they're going to get to heaven under good deeds. There are going to be some people who have donated thousands and thousands of dollars and helped the starving children and um, who, who've, who've been wonderful counselors or who has opened their door to people who needed a place to stay, have done all these wonderful, noble things. God has used these people to do wonderful and noble things for other people. And they will still go to hell. They will still go to hell. Why? 
Because they didn't believe in Jesus. We don't do works to go to heaven. We don't do works to earn God's love. God already has our love. I mean, God already loves us. And because God loves us and we love him, then the good work is the outpour of the love that we have for him. Work is an outpour of love that we already have that has already been connected to us. That's what the love is. That's, what the, the, that's why we do these good deeds that have been established for us before the foundation of the world. That's why we do these good things because God loved us and we love him. We don't do good things to get into heaven. A lot of people are trying to do that. Why? Well, I'm, I'm a good person. Well, as long as someone's a good person, what does it mean to be a good person? What standard are you using that by? Like, how, how can you tell that a person is a good person? Can you find a scripture that says uh, uh, that we are all good people? There is no scripture to support that idea that we are good people. We are only good because of what's inside of us, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is why we are good. Without the Holy Spirit, me, myself, I am horrible. I am terrible. And I know I needed a Savior. You know that you needed a Savior. That's why you decided to say yes to him. And it's okay to put down the pride and to recognize that, it's, that belief in God is necessary. To change this filthy nature that we have. He has come to clean us up and to restore us unto him. And we are thankful for that. It does matter.